Hey everybody, it's your Nana Roy, Nana Roy. Just wanted to give you a heads up that there are some descriptions of very visceral claustrophobia-inducing situations in this episode. If that's a thing for you, maybe just skip about 20 minutes of the episode starting at around an hour and five minutes in. Anyway, that aside, enjoy! When the big pizza pie hits the moon like dry, that's amore. When you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells. When the moon hits your big pizza pie like your eye, that's amore. Theodore's. Theodore Cave. Hey, I'm Ted Cave. Come <laughs> down to my cave. Ted's Caving Emporium. Yeah, come down to I got caves full of ghouls and goblins <laughs> and bats. <laughs> you um, need guano? I got guano. You got, yeah, you need some stalactites? I got stalagmites, baby. <laughs> Crazy Ted's Cave Warehouse. 50% off! <laughs> Sediment! <laughs> um. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Oh, I have yeah. an intro, huh? Don't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maja! Welcome to Nana Roy's Nightmare and Era. I'm your Nana Roy, Nana Roy, and I have a friend with me today. Oh, I, I'm, but b- God, I'm, I'm gigalithic. <laughs> uh, how by God? <laughs> by God. On God. Um, on God. Hand to God. God. Hand to God, I'm gigalithic. <laughs> um, frequent question asker. Um, <laughs> trusted, fr- uh, trusted question asker. Yeah, human of the pod. <laughs> human um, of the pod. <laughs> uh... Cave requester of the pod. Cave requester, yeah. Yeah, we're reading. I, we're gonna read Ted Go Cave today. Yeah, this is this is kind of uh, Nana Roy's Ristorante. Uh, uh, yeah, here. we're getting a we're getting a bit like refined because um, mm-hmm. this is this is uh, so well regarded. This um, is a this is a fine vintage. Yeah. Um, a nice a nice two thousand and one. This this predates nine eleven. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it's better than it, better better than creepy pasta. Better than um, creepy pasta. I thought you were gonna say better than nine eleven, but like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, most yeah. things are. You um, yeah. Uh, Ted Ted the caveman. Um, I'm looking at uh, it's now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one so of when the you things. Go to this... Huh. Yeah. yeah, go on, go on. Oh, I was gonna say one of the things. <clears throat> That kills me about Ted the Ted Ted's caving adventures is that like I guess technically, you know, it's called his his website, Welcome to the Page of Ted, is yeah. is called Ted's Caving Page, and that's ostensibly the name of the, the project, right? Yeah. That's how we refer to it. But everything else that I see is calls him Ted the Caver, like he's Jeff the Killer. Yeah. I mean like if you want to go and read this yourself, uh you can go to angelfire.com slash trek slash caver. It is a secure web page, so Yeah. Not going to give you viruses or anything. It, yeah, it's got no, a nice. They, uh, hmm? Thank you, Angel Fire, for upgrading to HTTPS. Yeah, thank you, um, Angel Fire. Uh, yeah. Updated May nineteenth, two thousand one, and we've got a yeah. nice. 
when America nice... still had its innocence. <laughs> this is a this is this is perhaps the only creepypasta that exists pre nine eleven when possibly before the before the the collective trauma. Um, <laughs> this is twenty years old. Yeah, I was um, I was five at the time. God, I was. Going to be, I was, uh, the last time this updated, I was exactly three months away from turning 13. Cool. Yeah. That's so a that's wild where, time. Uh, God. Um, one of the worst fucking years of my life, but yeah, oh, yeah. we've got a nice, nice, uh, grainy, scanned-in photograph of some, some formations. Yeah, some sedimentary formations. Yep. Uh, before we get into the, before we go down the Ted Cave... Uh, I do have to look at Google because this is my favorite part of any episode. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, usually, usually, what I do is I just look up, you know, Kingdom Hearts creepypasta or whatever the fuck. But yeah. today, like this, this has a specific name. This is just one man. Um, yeah, and I, I can <laughs> see that it's mostly just kind of pictures uh, that are on yeah. the website. Yeah. So what I did was I thought. Now, what's the funniest thing that I could ask the internet about Ted's Caving Page? So I said, Ted's Caving Page real. And what Google told me, uh-huh. the first the first thing that comes up is Ted the Caver horror hoax from iHorror. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not a hoax. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very real. Um, people also ask, is Ted the Caver a real story? What is Ted the Caver internet legend? What really happened uh-huh. to Ted the Caver? And then the last one, how do you get into caving? Because after I read this, that's exactly what I'm asking all of the time. Yeah, I love, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> damn, the horror of tight, confined spaces for hours and hours at a time in complete darkness. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Can't get, get enough of it. Get me in there. Get me in there. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> um, Shove me in, queen, yes. Yes. Uh, One thing that I learned- Fendomed by a cave. <laughs> That's why people are always looking for buried treasure in there. Um, yeah, the goddess taxes your life. Yeah. Um, I now one thing I learned, and you you might have known this. I, I would imagine mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. you knew this already, but I didn't know this that there is a Ted the Caver movie. Yeah. I did not yeah. know this. Um. I, I I don't think about it a lot to be honest. <laughs> uh, I heard living- it's bad. Yeah, living dark. Yeah. Um, the story of Ted the Caver. I'm honestly, um, what is it? The Descent. I think. Yeah. It's called. I think that's just kind of a better Ted the Caver movie. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, like I, all around. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, I'm seeing the the star rating on IMDb, and it's got two and a half of them, which, I mean. Could be better, could be worse, but... Could be worse, yeah. Yeah, I guess if we're gonna I be mean, on the bright side about it. That's kind of, like, that's kind of maybe the worst um, rating <laughs> you can get on IMDb. Yeah. Like, I think that worse than being meteorically awful is being um, mediocre. Yeah. Because uh, what do you have to say about being mediocre? Yeah, unremarkable. You really can't take anything away from it. Yeah. Um, you can't even sit there and lose your shit about, some, about a character saying, yes... So, like, (laughs) oh, God, I am very tempted to click on the link to Ted's caving page parentheses literature on TV tropes, but I'm not going to do that because, um, boy, I fucking (laughs) miss Steppenwolf. (laughs) 
<laughs> what if we Steppenwolf started. went caving? We should we should read this. <laughs> yeah, we should get started. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of it. God, he wouldn't fit. He wouldn't fit. He's too big. It's all clink use would get stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. He does kind of it. look like a rock formation. Yeah, he would blend in. Yeah, maybe it's Steppen- camouflage. Maybe he'll find Steppenwolf in the cave. Maybe. Who's to say? Maybe we'll find out. But um, right. so we click on we click on our cool picture, and it takes us to our little. God, I remember when websites were set up like this. Yeah, Angel Fire, baby. Yep. Do you remember Web Rings? No. Were you around for Web? Oh my god. No. Um, let me. I can probably find like a screen cap. Geo City's Web Rings. These shit. These things were all over the place. They were like, hey, because uh, like there weren't. You know, anybody could make a website. Everybody loved to make a website on the free platforms. Mm-hmm. And they're, the way that you divorce dad's page, the way that you, like, linked to other fan pages and whatever was, like, you would join a web ring and you would say, hey, oh. I'm part of this. Here are my friends who also have websites of this oh, okay. topic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. kind of remember that yeah. sort of thing. Like, like uh, and they I would just to go read... And mm-hmm. has Paint Adventures. I yeah. see other comics that... <laughs> I'm just looking at this nice picture of an Oryx. Yeah. He's pretty... He's handsome. Yeah, I'm not up to date on the pod, so I look <laughs> forward to hearing about that. Yeah, Oryx and... is my my um, my uh, nobody name or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. Oryx is good. Oryx is good. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, this was... Now... This is interesting. So the date on our first page here is March 23rd, 2001. Mm-hmm. And one of the first and most enthusiastic questions that I received, which I'll get to when we get to the questions, was from um friend of the me, Colin, at Pagetish, whose birthday is March 23rd. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so... um, Happy birthday. Yeah, Colin the Caver. Um, <laughs> they said, I don't think you'll see it because I, I'm on a private Twitter, but you've activated one of my childhood traumas. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, do you want to start yeah. out, or do you want me to start out? When I'm stuck in a cave, I call in the caver. Um, hey! Uh, yeah, I'll start out. All right. Okay. Um, March 23rd, 2001. Due to the overwhelming number of requests I have received to tell about my discoveries and bizarre experiences in a cave not far from my home, I have created this webpage. I will outline the events that have happened to me during the past few months. Beginning with my journey into a familiar cave in December 2000, and ending, well, it hasn't actually ended yet. I will use my caving journal as the text to tell about my recent experience. I will give them to you as I experience them in chronological order. Let's go, Tim. Yeah, let's go, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. I have included photographs that were taken during my many trips into the cave, I have also created a few illustrations to help the reader get a better idea of what things looked like in the cave. Remember when, like, people... Effort? Um, <laughs> no. No. Uh, all the photos... All the photo is Thank taken you. by me. Uh, or one of the pe- few people I went into the cave with. <laughs> I can always count on you to, to, to pronounce the punctuation correctly. Um mm-hmm. I want to point out a few things before I tell about the events. One, most of the pictures were taken with a Kodak disposable type camera. God, I remember fucking those things. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> I do too. Mm-hmm. You know they still sell those? I think about them uh, because I um, 
so in, in in Final Fantasy XIV, which I've been playing a lot of uh, 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 free trial now, free through Heaven's Word, uh, up to level <laughs> sixty with no limits on playtime. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, they 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 some characters use these things called aetherometers. Uh, mm-hmm. which are basically these goggles, and every time they put them on, it makes the ca- the flash charging sound. Oh, um, hell yeah. Which is such a good sound. I would, I remember when I, when, uh, like, there was a disposable camera that was out of film, my parents would give it to me, and I would just charge the flash over and over again to make the sound. <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, pictures on this site are all original photos and have not been messed with or enhanced other than, other than where noted. As a rule, I get my pictures put onto disc at the time of developing so I don't have to scan them later. This ensures the best digital quality. My man, Ted, saving time. Yeah. Two, I will not reveal the names of the other people involved in this experience. If you know me well enough, you probably know them already. Three, I will not, all caps underline, reveal the Mm -hmm. location of the cave to anyone, all caps underline, for any reason, reason. all caps underline. So please don't ask. Mm-hmm. I refuse to be held accountable for anyone's life but my own. I will f- refer to the cave as Mystery Cave Stage in Crash Team Racing. That is mm-hmm. not the its real name. This guy's responsible, unlike those motherfuckers who put up that monolith. <laughs> this guy knows what he's about. Yeah. If you think these events sound far-fetched, I agree. I would come to the same conclusion had I not experienced them. All right, you want to finish <sighs> it up? Mm-hmm. I will try to finish the site as soon as possible. Check the date on the main page to see when I've made updates. To protect myself from people who might want to copy this site, I include the following. (laughs) All text on this and following pages are my own words and copyright 2001. That'll get you. That'll get you. Thanks, Ted. All right. Crack that shit open. Uh, Mm -hmm. How about we head into the discovery? Yeah, baby. Let's go. I, uh, click on. Oh, he's got some blue text now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, helps. He's helps, uh... he's telling a he's telling a color story. Um, I will divide the text into two colors for the sake of clarity. Thank you, Ted. The gray text is taken directly from my caving journal. The italicized blue text is my comment as I reflect on the experience. I will do my best to convey the thoughts and feelings I had during the entire event. I will not use the actual names of the other individuals involved. I will include the entire relevant text of my journal. Only yeah. small parts of the journal will I skip. This will only occur when the entry has nothing to do with the experience in the cave, such as eating dinner after a trip, getting fuel or snacks, irrelevant details, etc. My journal is fairly thorough. I will merely summarize what I am cutting out of the actual entry. In an effort to present this experience in as accurate a light as possible, I will type my journal as I wrote it. Sans grammar check. Fuck yes, let's go. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Let's go. Please overlook my errors. My additional comments will help to clarify the things I wrote in my journal. So we gotta be... Hell yeah. Yeah, we get that uncut head. We get that head foreskin on. Uh, <laughs> Raw, unedited Ted. Untedited. Yeah. Untedited. <laughs> uh, caving Journal, uh, December 30th, 2000. B and I, better than Lou, I guess, yeah. decided to get in one more caving trip before the new year. So we set our sights on Mystery Cave. Not a spectacular cave. But since neither of us had been caving in a while, it would be nice to go to any cave. I bet. Yeah, when you, you know, when you hear the call of the cave. Yeah. Can't say no. There was a bit of excitement to this trip. There was a small passage in the lower portion of the cave that I wanted to check out and see if it was possible to get past it. It had a small opening, but lots of air blowing out of it. 
Even even though it is way too small to climb through, I had never even checked to see what was inside the passage. We got our gear loaded up and hit the road by 3 o'clock p.m. We got to the cave in great time, since B likes to drive fast. We anchored from the usual tree and began to rappel into the cave. I went down first and got my gear together while B came down. Let's go. I will refer to B many times. This is in blue italic text for, yeah. for, for the record, so we all know that it's, what is it? My comment as I reflect on the experience. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should be putting like a filter on this. I'm not going to do that because I don't fucking feel like editing. You can um, put, yeah, just put a, put a <laughs> reverb on it. Yeah. I will refer to B many times. We have been caving together for many months now. He was injured in a cave accident a few years ago and was told he would never walk again. Through hard work and perseverance, he not only walks but can get around very well in caves. Great. Uh, yeah, when I when I grievously injure myself and almost become paraplegic, um, my first thing is, let's do the thing that injured me again. Exactly. But that's you know, what, the call of the cave. The call, the call of, the cave. of the cave. Hey, that's what happened to my dad when he got shot. Um, let's go get shot again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a lie. He never went hunting again. Um, the trickier parts of a cave might slow him down a bit, but he can make it. He patiently works through an obstacle until he gets past it. As for the reference to the small opening in the cave, there is a saying among cavers. If it blows, it goes. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Cave lingo. (laughs) Let's blow. Let's go. (laughs) Meaning, if a passage has a good flow of air, it is probably worth investigating. Let's fucking get those cave farts, dude. Hey, if it blows, it goes. You know what I'm saying? If it blows, it goes. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom, I'm Ted. After we explored all of the usual passages, we climbed down to check out the hole. The hole is located deep in the cave, near the lowest part of the cave. Same same here. Yeah. (laughs) It is on the side of the cave wall, about three feet from the floor. To look inside the hole... I had to kneel down to duck under an, ex- an overhang of rock, and here's a hyperlink. Click to see a photo of the <laughs> opening. I put my glove in the hole for size reference. This and picture. <laughs> the pictures are good. I like the pictures. The, this picture looks like. Have you seen like it's it's one of those fucking like click hole not click hole um like five minute crafts fucking things where you <laughs> yeah. make like yeah where you make the like bar of soap out of a glove. Yeah, you put, like, the baby on the back of the phone. Um, uh, yeah. I have a friend who loves the, the phone baby. Um, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, there it is. 20 cool DIY soap ideas. Sick. Sick. <laughs> it oh, looks yeah. exactly like... <laughs> it's Hold so on, I'm just going to put it in here, just, just for record keeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There's that soap. <laughs> what a cool soap. What the fuck? What a useful soap hack. Yeah, you can um, practice your, your handshake. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Don't be too firm or it'll break. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we're going to be saying the word hole a lot, huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> I used my backup mini mag light and held it inside the hole to see what I could see. I was excited by what I saw. The wall around the hole was about three to five inches thick. It led into a tight passage. The passage opened up a bit just inside the hole. Ted... This is so hard to say with my mouth. I know. It continued back around. It continued back about 10 to 12 feet in a small crawl space. After that, it seemed to really open up. Although how much, we couldn't tell. 
This could be a virgin passage. Ted! Hell yeah, we gotta <laughs> get in there. Caving! 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 Obviously no one has passed through this route, but there could be a way into the passage from the other side. To even get to the crawl space, we would have to enlarge the opening. Every sentence. Currently it is about the size of my fist. Every fucking sentence! Yeah. <laughs> Once he, we he, get... He loves periods. He loves periods. Once we get past the opening, we would have a tight crawl back to where it opened oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would take some work, but okay. we thought we could do it. We should, I should be reading this whole... I feel like I should be reading this entire paragraph in like, oh, yeah, voice, but I'm not yeah. gonna do that. down for a few <laughs> minutes to rest. We sat down for a few minutes to rest and contemplate our plan of attack. While we sat there in the darkness, we could hear the wind howling from the other side of the passage. It was a low, eerie noise. We could also hear a low rumble from time to time. No big deal, though. The cave is in the vicinity of a highway that has very heavy trucks, or that has heavy trucks drive on it. We figured the rumble was the effect of the trucks resonating through the rocks. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, this story, is, he gets very technical, which I like. It, it really helps, like, this is just a guy who really likes caves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And, like, it helps, like, because, like, it, it feels very, like, very similar. Like, he, um, uh, or, I, I always like to say very similar, because it seems more elegant than verisimilitudinous. Yeah. Um, but... And that just makes me sound like a smartass if I'm saying that. <laughs> no, um, I think I've said the exact same word before. This is a this yeah. is a podcast for geniuses, so yeah, 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 yeah. No fear. And English students. Mm -hmm. um, the um, but yeah, like I think I think that that, that kind of helps set it apart from Creepypasta because it's like uh, like a lot of what's really funny about Creepypasta is that it's written by twelve year olds who have no yeah. job experience, let alone <laughs> like work in a lab or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, like, they usually don't have any, like, there's no information that makes you feel like that it's being written by a real person. And, yeah, that's like, where that's how you get things like a thing of bleach or mental drugs. Yeah, like this feels like like I wouldn't guess that anything creepy was going on here from how yeah right now, except for the Virgin Passage and the tight fit. God. Um, we decided that our best plan would be to haul a cordless <coughs> drill into the cave and drill into the rock, which. Uh, seems normal and safe. Uh, we could then take a bullpen and a small sledgehammer and break up the rock. It seemed pretty straightforward. We would widen the hole big enough to squeeze in and see what was on the other side. The efforts to, hand, to haul all the equipment down the hole would be a pain, but we hoped it would be worth it. And in the passage, Floyd's tomb after Floyd Collins. A professional caveman, I'm guessing. <laughs> Floyd the caveman. Uh, yeah. It seemed to look like the tight tight, tight spot where Floyd spent his last miserable days on Earth. Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so he has a drawing. He has a nice diagram here. Yeah, I'd like to see a rough drawing of how the passage originally looked. It is pretty and rough. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> but I think this is pretty necessary. Like, yeah. it's very hard to kind of imagine what kind of space it is. Uh-huh. It's this is this is exactly the kind of like technical diagram that I would expect from a guy who just really likes caving and wants to make his mm -hmm. his his little website about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's what we have, by the way, if you're not following along with us, is uh, a stick figure and some nice uh, circa 2001 MS Paint airbrush effects. Uh, Floyd Collins was indeed a uh, a cave explorer. He was indeed. Yeah. Floyd Collins, he was also a stick figure. Rarely noted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, way too big to fit in there. Yeah, I need. Mean, dang. Um, Floyd Collins was a caver back in the early 1900s. Oh, I'm stupid. I, I, I googled it, so I'm oh. like... <laughs> I mean, it's you, he makes you so eager to find out. Yeah. Um, he got stuck in a tight crawl space and was unable to free himself. It is an amazing story that is detailed in a book called Trapped, the Story of Floyd Collins. I think that was the title. I don't recall the author. Calling our passage Floyd's tomb was not only a tribute to Floyd, but a commentary of the size of the passage. Ha ha! <laughs> Both oh. ages Ha ha! In retrospect, it is funny how- <laughs> In retrospect, it is, it is funny- I'm gonna take my head off! God. <laughs> it is funny how simple I thought it was going to be. I figured a few hours work and we would be in. Had I known how long it was going to take, I doubt I would have even begun the project. Had I known what I was going to experience in the cave, I never would have returned. We gathered up our gear and headed for the surface. Normally, I would I couldn't care less if I ca- ever came back to the, into this cave. There's nothing special about it. But now I was psyched about getting back and getting through. We hadn't even left the cave, and we were planning our return trip. All right. The rest of the journal entry talked about the climb out of the cave, our dinner, and the trip back home. Work begins. Me on Monday, am I right? Hi ho, hi ho. January 27th to 28th, 2001. <clears throat> B and I were both excited to get back into the cave and get to work. I feel Now, hold on. I meant to ask this before, but then I got sidetracked by funny things. Um, is... I, I don't know much about caves or yeah. caving. Someone who is good at caving, mm-hmm. please help. Um... Yeah. Can you just, like, go into a cave and drill shit and, like, swing no. hammers at the wall? <laughs> um, definitely not. Unless Ted? you're in a cave. Um, which it doesn't sound like they do. Yeah, um, I don't think, I don't think he has the, the right to do this. you need to get a permit if you're going to, and, like, yeah. you could cause a cave-in on yourself. Yeah, it seems very people. dangerous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. pretty irresponsible, and I'm very, Ted! <laughs> Ted! Ted, you fuck. <laughs> Ted, you idiot. You fucking idiot. Yeah, this is before 9-11, though. Like, we oh, yeah. We were all more innocent. Yeah. Um, Alright, so Ted's documenting his crimes. Uh, I figured with about four hours' work, we could be in and see what was on the other side. We had arranged to borrow a DeWalt cord- cordless drill to bring with us. He's got that product placement. Yeah, we yeah, also yeah. had DeWalt? Mason. Yeah, DeWalt. We also had masonry bits to drill with, sledgehammers, parentheses two, to break up the rock, bullpens to insert into the drill holes, and a few other tools that we ended up not using. Getting the tools down to the worksite proved to be a challenge. One of us would climb down the rope and stop at a ledge or good resting place, then the other person would lower the tools. We kept repeating this routine until we got to the bottom of the cave. Then we had to drag the tools to the hole. It took about an hour to finally get to work. B took the first turn at the hole. After an hour of exhausting work, we could tell that we were not going to get through in one session. Damn. Yeah. When when your bro's trying to pound in that hole. God. And you're not going to get through in one session. You gotta help him. Yeah. We kept trading off after we, re- we worked ourselves into a sweat. One would take a break and get some food and water while the other one went to work. The routine went like this. To begin work, 
We had to get down on our knees and do our best to avoid smacking our heads into on the ceiling. Working in this awkward position, we would drill into the wall around the hole. That was difficult work. We really had to push on the drill, and it was slow, still slow progress. Then we inserted the bullpen into the hole and hammered on it until the rock broke up. Then we would repeat the process. To give you an idea of how slow it went, the typical size, the typical size rock that would break off was about fingernail size. If we broke off a large piece, about a third of the size of my palm, it was cause for celebration. Damn, dude, you doing all this? Yeah. To get that hole. Gotta get that hole. <laughs> Men want one thing, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> From time to time, for variety, we would just wail on a cold chisel with a five-pound sledge. With a five-pound... Oh, no. Okay, that's a... That's a period. I thought that was a comma, and it was gonna be funny. Uh, it was slow progress. The problem with the sledge was that we couldn't take a good swing because of the tight quarters. Even though we spent many hours and several trips working on the hole, we never did find a better technique for widening the hole. Say hole one more time, motherfucker. Hole. Um, (laughs) the drill slash bullpen slash hammer got the best results for our efforts. We came up with some crazy ideas for breaking up the rock. Everything from TNT, never se- parentheses, never seriously considered, Good. to hauling a generator to the mouth of the cave and running an, an extension cord down to a jackhammer. We never even thought about using liquid, or we even thought about using liquid nitrogen to freeze the rock and make it more brittle, exclamation point. Huh. I wonder if that would work. Probably I wonder if that not. would work. Probably not. I mean, Brock is very TNT, dense. yeah, Brock is very dense. TNT did kill people at a gender reveal party, so I think that might work. I mean... A lot of things have killed people at gender reveal parties. (laughs) Gender reveal parties are all about finding new ways to kill people in either blue or pink. That's a a leading cause of death in this country. It's, like, like so often, I'm I'm very anti-fireworks, we're coming up on the 4th of July, so... Mm -hmm. um, Fake holiday. The the dread is the setting in. Uh Uh-huh. and I, I just think they're very selfish and very yeah. um, bothersome. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, it's absolutely, like, the consequences of using them is are in no way anywhere near the worth of, like, uh, <laughs> shiny light, big noise. <laughs> um, uh, the, uh, and gender reveal parties are kind of, like, they often incorporate fireworks, but they're kind of the fireworks of whatever of, of straight people yeah um, the fireworks of straight people <laughs> and so um like, like it's just like why yeah anyway moving on people love to die for heteronormativity yeah yeah i'm trying to find the exactly like what the stat is because i know there was a stat a while back that it was like i think it was like some amount of deaths like if 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 a few more happened, it would be more likely for you to die at a gender reveal party than like to be killed by a shark or something. Yeah, it you know it 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 it's it it's a moot point because the people kind of people who do gender reveal parties do not care. Mm-hmm. But it's not a gender reveal party; it's a sex reveal party. Yeah. Also, yeah. The, the baby, the baby's still in there. Like, yeah. It's a look anyway. at my baby's junk party. Yeah. The babies do not have gender. 
Like, uh, yeah. Babies are ignorant, are, are blissfully ignorant of the concept of the roles that they have to play based on... Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> God, I wish on. that were me. <laughs> um, after a couple of hours of hard work, we realized what our limiting factor was going to be. It was about then that our first battery meant an abrupt death. So we had a second battery, so we swapped them out. The second battery lasted a little longer because we hammered and chiseled a little more often. A little longer each time. Finally, after about three more hours of drudgery, the second battery died, and we called him the night. Woo! Woo! We could tell that we had done some work in the cave, but it was not much. For the first time, since we got in the cave, we sat back, both of us... Mm. <laughs> we sat back, both of us took a break. Okay, whatever. Yeah, we sat back, <laughs> both of us took a break. <laughs> It was nice to check out the results of our hard work. Then we noticed the the howling again. It seemed to be a little louder than the last time we were there. We just figured it w- the wind was blowing a little stronger outside. What we could not figure out was the rumbling. It, too, seemed a little louder and more frequent. This time, we could not attribute the noise to trucks. The road that the trucks drove on was not very busy to begin with. At, the t- at that time of night, it should be dead, yet the rumbling continued. It seemed to be coming from deep within the passage. B said that he would ask some veteran cavers what would be causing the noise. Ooh. We didn't spend a long time admiring our work. We still had to haul the gear up and out of the cave. Actually, we left some of it in the cave. It was still difficult work. What made it worse was that we were both exhausted. Our original plan was to be done with this cave and hit a couple of couple of other caves in the area the next day. Instead, we decided to crash at a nearby motel, charge up the drill batteries, and go back to Mystery Cave. D- dude, watch out! Bears are going to steal your equipment. Yeah, they'll use it, and, and by the time it won't be a virgin passage anymore, the bears will have gotten them. Yeah, they'll use it to steal some picnic baskets. I gotta see yeah. what the photo of the opening... <laughs> yeah, we've gone from... Um... We've gone from a pucker to a goatsy. God! Say. Um, sorry, you can cut that out. That was <laughs> No, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. It's, yeah, it's a little wider now. A um, little bit, a little bit. Definitely not Ted-sized, though. Uh, no, not not quite yet. But it wouldn't, the glove wouldn't be sticking out like a funny soap. <laughs> um. Huh. <sighs> My journal goes on at length about the night after we left the cave. We got a room, dinner was excellent, I didn't sleep good despite the fact that I was exhausted, etc. I hate that. I hate like when I I'm so tired and I lay down and I just cannot sleep. That happens to be like twice a week, it fucking sucks. Uh, it like it's me whenever like I'm so like between uh summer and uh the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I I make the uh, I make the drive up I five from Southern California all the way up to to Portland, um, mm-hmm. and it's a very long road trip. It's sixteen hours, and so I I do I stay in at a hotel halfway, mm-hmm. um, and it like I'm so tired from driving for <laughs> for eight hours, <laughs> and I just cannot sleep in a hotel room. It like Ugh. it's terrible. Anyway. Fucking sucks. We I'll tell you what. Can I tell uh, you what has worked for me on those nights? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, it 
you know what? Let me grab it. I'll be right back because I gotta read out what this shit precisely is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the deal with this shit is, but Natrol Kids Melatonin. They're melatonin oh, yeah, gummies. Melatonin. Yeah, yeah, melatonin rocks. Um, Here's the yeah, thing. Here's to- the thing, though. This is supposed to be kids melatonin, right? Mm-hmm. For children ages four and up, take one gummy 20 to 30 minutes before bedtime. Presumably, you know, if that's the dose for kids, you should take more than that if you're an adult. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm a full-grown adult. Um, mm-hmm. And full if I take... Roy. Yeah, full-grown Roy. If I take one of these, what's the... What is the fucking... How many milligrams is this? Yeah. Say I'm it curious. somewhere, you bastard. It's something. It's, um... Whatever. I don't know. Um. Oh, it's got one milligram of melatonin. Yeah. I take uh, yeah, one of these things, and I just die for, like, 14 hours. Yeah, that's pretty it's much incredible. how it goes for me, too. I usually yeah. take two milligrams because I'm large, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six foot two, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it it, it works. Uh, yeah, I should yeah. I should bring some melatonin with me. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, um, yeah. fun. Oh, fun I can't imagine what too. it's doing to actual children. Yeah, fun fact too is if you take like a melatonin supplement during the mm-hmm. day, it won't make you sleepy during the day because it'll just uh because your uh brain doesn't um uh it it, it uh it doesn't uh reuptake melatonin until. It's time to go to sleep. Huh. Um, so, uh, whenever your brain says, so if you take it during the day, it'll just uh, stockpile that melatonin when it's time to go to sleep and you'll just conk out. Huh. Um, usually taking it at bedtime is is if you have trouble staying asleep is when huh. it's really helpful. But yeah, it also just knocks me the hell out. Hell um, yeah. But yeah, it's just yeah. interesting facts. Yeah. Melatonin facts. Yeah, little melatonin we both, things. We both slept in, so we got a late start back at the cave. The second day working on the cave was about the same as the first. We worked until both batteries were dead again. We were still not even close to getting through. Uh, I read that like there was going to be anything happening. Uh, we were still not even close to getting through. The howling and rumbling continued as the day before. All right. On caving. On caving. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is a big one. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, format's slightly different, too. Uh, yeah, um, we can just go, like, paragraph by paragraph, I guess. Yeah, um, I think we could probably actually just skip this one, because it's all oh, really? just about, about caving. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was, is all, yeah. Yeah, just imagine that, um, that, that Ted's talking about caves. Yeah, Ted, Ted be caving. Ted's be caving, um, so let's go to February 10th, 2001. I already forgot what the link to this one said. Work continues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, February 10th, 2001. Scarcely two weeks had gone by, and already we were on our way back out to work in the cave. We admit we have become obsessed with the idea of getting through the passage. That may be a sign of how exciting our lives really are. It's not that we think there's going to be something great beyond the passage. We just like the idea of being the first humans on the face of the planet to set foot in a virgin part of the cave. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yes, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although, if we found a hidden treasure, that would be fine with us. We got a late start and drove part of the way in the dark. When I tell people that I go caving at night, they wonder why. They don't stop to think that it's always night once you're inside the cave. 
Well? True. All the way out to Mystery Cave, we talked about the new ideas to speed up our work. He also told me he talked to some caver friends of his that came up with an explanation about the rumbling noise. They thought it might be the sound of water deep within the cave, possibly a waterfall. They couldn't really explain why the noise seemed to come and go. To me, it's just one more reason to get through, so we can solve the mystery. We're solving a cave mystery. Yeah. Yeah. This trip, we took B's dog, Whip. Yeah, baby! Let's go, dog! Uh, She is a Jack Russell Terrier. I was not at all concerned about taking the dog into the cave. We have taken her before. She answers the call of nature before we go in, and then waits until we get out again. Also, she is well-behaved inside the cave. We simply had to lower her via a custom-made harness until she reached the bottom of the main drop. That's fucking precious! Let's go! Uh, (laughs) Then she negotiated the rest on her own. She loves to explore, but won't go out of our sight. She doesn't have a light attached to her, so she has to wait for us. Another reason I didn't mind bringing Whip along was because we planned on putting her into the small hole to see how far into the passage she would go. That might give us an idea of what is on the other side. We knew that if there were a drop-off that we couldn't see, the dog would turn around and come right back out. We thought we might have to do some work on the hole before even the dog could get through. Oh, I want to see the dog! Yeah, you could Look see at- a picture of Bee's dog Whip near the entrance Puppy! Of the oh my gosh. A baby. <laughs> baby oh. puppy! Look at that little cave dog. Cave dog! Oh, Look at her, I I'm love- so proud of her. I love Whip. I love Whip. Whip is the best character so far. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad happens. <laughs> I, d- I don't remember if anything does, but I hope not. <laughs> I hope um, not. Despite working, in the dark, despite working in the dark of the night, it's always night in cave. We were <laughs> able to rig up and get down pretty quickly. We didn't take as many f- tools as last time. Plus, we left some in the hole so we wouldn't have to haul them out and back to in, in again. I did manage to get two more batteries for the drill for a total of four. Also, a few more masonry drill bits. Even with the dog, we made good time getting down. Then something bizarre happened that I can't quite explain. Ah? What's that say? Sorry. Then something bizarre happened that I can't quit explain. There we go! (laughs) I I am committed to reading the text as the author has placed it before my face, yeah. This is, yeah, the content is king. Content is king, yeah. (laughs) Context get fucked. Yeah. Absolutely not. The dog began exploring as soon as we let her off the rope. She was in hog heaven, sniffing yeah, and darting yeah, about our feet. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> she would run from one person to the other as we made our way back to the worksite. At the point the cave splits into four passages, the dog seemed to run out of juice. Oh no, she's out of dog juice! Oh, get just, her some more dog juice. Get her some dog juice. She just stuck right by either B or me. That seemed kind of odd. As we progressed further into the cave, she would only stay by B. She seemed edgy, like she saw something she didn't like. As we approached the short drop-off before the hole, she stopped and would only come further after we coaxed her. The hair on her back stood on end. Finally, as we got to within 20 feet of the hole, she began to whimper and hide behind B. Her tail was between her legs as, and she yeah, her tail was between her legs and she was ca- cowering down on the ground. Strange. I have seen her square off with dogs twice her size, and now she acted as if Satan himself was lurking in the darkness. I figured there must have been animals that used the cave as a home, and Whip smelled their scent. Too bad it upset her, because there was no way she was going into the passage. It's a puppy. 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 
when uh when Dizzy gets his hackles up, it's like he he looks like a different dog. Like that's, <laughs> that's one of the wildest things. Like they do that to seem larger, and it's super effective. Like they, <laughs> like ha- like when they have their hackles up, it's wild. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Um, we decided that the that with this new development, the nervous dog, one of us would work while the other stayed with the dog a few feet away from where we normally rested. We got right back into our routine of drilling, hammering, etc. With our extra supply of batteries and dog, we were able to... <laughs> I didn't say dog. We were able supply of really, dog. Yeah. We were able to really push hard on the drill and not have to worry about using up the batteries. This did not make our way work any easier, but did speed things up a little bit. Progress was still slow. I really didn't mind, though. My journal goes on for a while about the progress we were making. The entire time we worked, Whip did not move. She just laid there on a rope bag, shivering. She would whimper from time to time. One thing I didn't think about at the time was that she would not take her eyes off the hole. We should have been more observant of this eyes intuitive on the prize, animal. Whip. Eyes on the prize! You always gotta listen to the dog. Listen to the dog. Listen to the dog. Eyes dog on knows. The hole. Dog wisdom. Dog wisdom. <laughs> um... Well, we were on our fourth battery when the second bizarre thing happened to us. B was working. He had just finished drilling a hole and was getting ready to hammer the bullpen when he stopped working and looked into the hole. I was sticking back, almost asleep, and hardly paying attention to B. He had a light by his side to illuminate the work area. I could see in the eerie glow a puzzled and intense look on his face. He looked over at me and shook his head. I asked him what was up. He said he swore he's... He's, he just heard a strange noise emanating from the hole. Uh-oh. He said it sounded like rock sliding on rock, sort of a grinding sound. I assumed his ears were just ringing from the drill. He didn't wear any earplugs on this trip. He assured me... Yeah. He assured me he heard... B seems kind of reckless. <laughs> he assured me he, he heard what he said he heard. I didn't have an explanation, so I went back to dozing. B sat in the quiet of the cave for a long time before he resumed work. Also, he would stop from time to time. Just listen. B is very grounded and not one to pursue some imaginary sound. I believe he heard something, but I'm not too concerned about what it was. I assume we will figure it all out once we get through the passage. Here's hoping. The final battery lasted another hour or so. We were sitting around talking about our progress when I decided to see if I could get my head through the hole. My head easily fit, but there was no way my shoulders were going in. As I was kneeling there contemplating how close we were, I noticed something that B overlooked. The wind had stopped! In all of the times I've been in the cave, I have always felt the wind blowing. The last time we were out working on the cave, the wind was blowing worse than ever. Even earlier, we remembered the br- we remember the breeze cooling us off. But now, nothing! B said he did not know when it stopped. The rumbling had ceased, too. All caps, BIZARRE! This is the way my mom texts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ted no chemio cave. <laughs> um, this plain... This plain old cave was becoming mysterious. Ooh. We talked for a long time in the dark of the cave. In the, in the dark of cave. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like the dark of night. The dark of cave. The dark... <laughs> that is what it is. They can't, they, yeah, Ted's getting a little, a little, g- giving a little, uh, a flourish. 
<laughs> the Dark of Cave. <laughs> the Dark of Cave. We debated what possibly be causing these unusual events to occur. I think part of the reason we were sitting... I think part of the reason we were sitting in the dark was because we were both too hammered to move. You were drunk? <laughs> Someone hammered means. Yeah, these were different times. Yeah. We could come up with no... Re- we could come up with no reasonable explanation for the strange things happening in the cave. After sitting for at least a, a half hour, not how you say that, <laughs> um, we slowly loaded up our gear and started for the surface. Whip couldn't have been happier to get out of there. Once again, we left some of the tools in the cave. We just put them in the hole. Not enough people use the cave to worry about. Plus, we were too tired to care. We made a bit of progress this trip. It helps to have the extra batteries. We still have a long way to go, but it sure is nice to see how far we've come. And then, hole. Progress on hole. It's yeah. I'm I'm, I'm comparing and contrasting. <laughs> I'm comparing looks, and contrasting. It's it, holier. It, <laughs> it's it, definitely wait, holier. Is, is that is that a mogus? I think it's a mogus. Yeah. I think we found a mogus. Yeah. We're on a Mogus watch. Um, the rest of the journal entry talks about climbing out of the cave, getting a room at a motel, and crashing. We were beat. Oh, In no, retrospect, <laughs> oh no, likes to drive fast. <laughs> In retrospect, yeah, this isn't Ke- this isn't Ted the driver. Um, no. In retrospect, I can't believe how casual we were about everything that was happening in the cave. At the time, the only thing we could think about was getting into the passage. Everything else was just a minor distraction. I do recall thinking that it would be nice to get in and see how the mechanics of the cave worked, parentheses, where the wind was coming from, what was making the noise, etc. Now, weeks later, I think of my ignorance and naivete and shiver. Noises? Uh-oh! Wow. Um. Wow. Big ol' page. Big fucking wow. Jesus McCreezes. Ted. Let's see. Noises. Uh, it took us three weeks before we got back out to the mystery cave again. Our attitudes have changed a bit since we started the project. In the beginning, we looked at the whole thing as a fun adventure. Since the last trip, we found ourselves taking a more serious approach. On the drive out this time, our conversation was a little more subdued than before. We hadn't talked much since the last trip, not for any reason but scheduling conflicts. Instead... Instead of discussing ways of getting through the passage, we found ourselves talking about rational explanations for what had happened. Neither one of us had any ideas that would explain the unusual occurrences we experienced on the last trip. We were amused to find out that neither one of us had talked much about the last trip to other people. That it, That is a complete reversal from the other things. It has been fun report. It has been fun to report back to it has been fun to report to friends and family about our progress. It is always fun to tell people about the tight squeeze we are going to have to go through to get into the passage. Hell yeah it is, dude. Yeah, a tight squeeze, bro. <laughs> Yar. Yar. <laughs> Most people have little desire to voluntarily subject themselves to incredibly t- tight places. Actually, neither do I, but I will do it in order to get to the other side. Good motivation. Hell yeah. 
We left town early in the afternoon to beat traffic. I don't really recall what time we finally got to the cave. Like I said, the mood was subdued. We got rigged up and started down. Obviously, B left the dog home this time. Damn. We took essentially the same gear as the last time. We left some of the tools in the hole to save our backs the agony of hauling the extra weight. Even with the gear we got down in good time, we really have a good system for getting up and down. There was only one minor mishap this trip. B scraped his arm on the on the descent. Oh no, B. Uh-oh, B. I'm a little you, scrapey. I'm all You butterfingers. You, uh you bitch. <laughs> you, <laughs> you big oaf. You big galoot. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Uh not real bad, fortunately. He waited until we got all the way to the hole to patch it up. Yeah, B is for bitch. It was just yeah. a superficial cut. While he was getting the wound cleaned up, I started working. We both took note that the breeze was back and the rumbling present. We had we had four fresh batteries and four, or maybe three and a half fresh arms. I had high, high hopes for a living this would be the day. It started out pretty slow. When we first started working on the hole, the thickness was about three inches. As we have enlarged the hole, the thickness has increased. As a result, oh, yes. uh, yeah, as a result, our progress has become slower. Still, we continued with as much energy as we could put into the work. The hole was big enough, at least, for me to put the hammer into the hole for reference, but then put the camera into the hole and take a picture of Floyd's tomb. It is Here's what the link says. It is difficult to get the exact feel of the tomb, but the lowest point near the back of the picture is about 7 inches high. The width is about 20 to 24 inches. The hammer is a small 5-pound sledge. Note the abundance of rock on the passage floor. Yeah, that's a lot of rock. Yeah, that's a lot of rock. They, they've been working hard, not hardly working. <laughs> uh, it's been nice to see the pile of broken rock below the hole get bigger and bigger. We have both realized that we are just going to have to put in a certain amount of work in order to get through. So we just get down to business. We don't usually talk much while we work. As one of us is making a lot of noise with the drill or hammer, break times are usually used to chat momentarily about whatever topic pops into our mind. Just two guys in a cave <laughs> and their hole. Yep, five inches apart, presumably. Mm -hmm. The break takes place whenever the guy that's working decides to switch roles. We both put in some pretty good work sessions. I have a little more stamina than B but he gets just as much done in a short amount of time due to his upper body strength. This man's shaped like a Dorito. <laughs> Love this shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, oil, I oil bees pecs <laughs> to help him. Uh, <laughs> and still, then we switch roles. <laughs> yeah. We still celebrate the small victories we encounter along the way. Whenever a section we've been working on crumbles, we cheer. On the rare occasion that we get a fist, that a fist-sized rock falls from the entrance, we whoop and holler. Me too, I'm dude. I'm hooting and hollering at this <laughs> fist-sized rock. <laughs> this carbuncle. <laughs> I do That's see a rock and I immediately go, Let's go rock. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Go Mets. Go Mets. <laughs> Baby, love the Mets. Uh... That's one small chunk of Earth that no longer separates us from whatever lies on the other side. I still harbor the fantasy that there is a hidden entrance on the other side of the passage, and years ago, Spanish explorers hid their treasures in the cave and sealed up the entrance, and it has remained untouched until we find it. Be's more realistic, although more mundane theory. 
he figures there's more cave on the other side. <laughs> we'll see who's right. We'll see. We'll fucking see, be you We'll idiot. see, bitch. <laughs> this trip out, I wanted to see if we could speed up the work by using larger masonry bits. I purchased some good-sized ones at the hardware store, parentheses, at a good-sized price, am I right? Hey, yeah. Hey! <laughs> I'd get the more pricier ones, but my wife won't let me. One uh, was my, larger in diameter. My bitch wife. <laughs> <laughs> One was larger in diameter than all the rest. The other was smaller around, but longer. I'm just sitting on these words for a moment. Um, yeah, we get a lot I of had- um, <laughs> what, uh, yeah. superior, yeah, <laughs> superior adjectives. Yeah, uh, uh, I had pretty much co- concluded that the big one might be too big, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to get it to go into the rock, but progress was very slow. We tried pushing for all we were worth, but and all we got was tired. <laughs> the larger bit just created too much friction area for our strength. It might have worked with a hammer drill, but we didn't have one. The longer bit worked fine with our drill. We relied on it for most of the work we did this trip. I thought we were going to be out one bit and a drill in my and a drill and my hand when the bit broke off toward one end. I was pushing as hard as Oof. I could on the drill with the bit a few inches into the wall when it snapped. I That's nearly ran Yeah. I nearly rammed the drill through the wall from pushing so hard. We were able to retrieve the bit and keep using it, minus a couple inches. It still worked great. Only once in a great while did we resort to hammer and chisel. Work was proceeding as normal until about the time we were on our fourth battery. Okay, taking a deep breath. Yeah. (laughs) Big old paragraph. I was kneeling down and working the drill slowly into the wall at the time. I had my earplugs in, my safety glasses on, and I was lost in my own thoughts. Suddenly... Over this thinking about cave wall cave, uh, <laughs> suddenly over the squeal of the drill wearing down the na- the rock, I heard a strange noise. It was loud. I could hear it over the noise of the drill, even though I had earplugs in. At first, I thought it was just the drill bit doing its job on the cave. It would frequently complain by screeching and whining as we forced it into the wall. But this I don't was different. Don't want to do it anymore. I'm tired. You put I'm so many batteries drilled. in. I'm just drilled. It's a living. Yeah. Yeah. It took me several full seconds to comprehend that this was coming from inside the hole, and not the bit. I stopped drilling and yanked my earplugs out just in time to hear the most terrible scream I have ever heard trail off and echo into the darkness of the cavern. I stared wide-eyed at the hole. For several moments, I didn't move, nor did I breathe. I turned to look at B. Moments earlier, he had been lying on the rope bag, catching a nap. Now... He was standing upright, mouth open, with a look of concern on his face. I turned and looked at the hole again, half expecting to see a demon face staring back at me. Nothing was different in Floyd's tomb. I fixed my gaze on the back of the squeeze. The limits of my of my light reached. There was no motion, only darkness beyond the reaches of my light. In the complete silence that followed, I could hear my heart pounding in my ears. Not another sound could be heard in the cave. Suddenly, I heard the scraping noise behind me and straightened up. I nearly knocked myself out, hitting my head on the overhang. It was just B moving to turn his light on, turn on his light, but I was so wired it nearly sent me to my grave. B spoke again, and I jumped. B spoke again. Uh, B spoke, and again I jumped. B spoke. B spoke. Uh, <laughs> thus spoke B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
He said to get some rocks and put them in the, into the hole. He explained that whatever animal had made that noise might be able to get through the hole. I immediately grabbed a few rocks and hoisted them through the opening. Using a handle on the sledgehammer, I slid the rocks as far back into the tunnel as I could reach, creating a wall between us and the other side. Since the squeeze is so small, it didn't take long. The entire time I was doing this, however, I was thinking that a noise certainly did not come from an animal. I didn't know if B really thought it was, or if he was just trying to convince himself. I didn't say anything to him about what I thought. Spooky. 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 From the time it happened to the writing of this journal entry, parentheses two days later, I have tried to come up with some possible source for such a noise. To describe it, I would say it sounded like a cross between a man screaming in fear and a cougar screaming in pain. Those it sound sounded like the same thing, though. Like mountain lions, the, yeah. Uh, like when a mountain lion, uh, mountain lions just sound like like a woman getting murdered. Um, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're up there yeah. with like foxes and like. Ooh, bunnies do not sound good. Bunnies, oh, bu- bunnies are sound horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, yeah, I, I don't ever want to hear Banui scream. It's, uh, just it's out of Yeah, it's bad. Um, Cougar screaming in pain. It sounded like it, was, like it came from the hole and was roughly 100 feet away. The horrific noise reverber- reverberated through the cave and through my ears. B estimated the scream lasted 8 to 10 seconds. My best guess is about 5 seconds. 3 seconds while I was drilling, one and, and 1 and 1 half seconds to drop the drill and yank the earplugs, and half second of sheer, t- sheer terror... It's difficult to tell how much time passes when you're listening to a solo from the depths of Hades. After I filled the back of the passage with rocks, we just sat there listening to the silence. My breathing was a lot more rapid than usual. Neither of us spoke for quite some time. Finally, B suggested that we get back to work, but keep an eye out for movement in the hole. We put a light in the passage that shined to the back of Floyd's tomb. It was only at this point that we realized the wind had stopped again. The rumbling could no longer be heard. Yeah, well, you stuffed it with rocks, dick, dick <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, genius. Yeah, brain man. Yeah, fucking Einstein. Yeah, you're Ted's ca- Ted the caver, not Ted the brainer. <laughs> Get him. Got his ass. To say I was <clears throat> nervous would be an understatement. I didn't say anything to B, nor him to me. Back to the drilling. B took over the work, which is fine with me. I wasn't exactly worn out, but I didn't mind being further from the hole. B would stop from time to time and listen. I just sat watching him with my light on. I wasn't close to the entrance of the hole, but I still found myself looking behind me down the passage to the still water. Every time my light would cast an unusual shadow, my heart would jump. My imagination was running wild. Oddly, he seemed to be less concerned about this strange noise than me. After a short while, he seemed to be focused entirely on getting through the passage. I was still straining to listen above the sound of the drill. I heard nothing but the now familiar sound of carbide on stone. As I contemplated the possible scenarios which might play out on the other side of the passage, I found myself strangely getting somewhat excited again about getting through It might have been fatigue taking its toll on my mind, or the thought of something valuable on the other side. Let's go. My thoughts were broken when B let out a yell. Possibly a cuss word. He Uh, said- No! (laughs) Don't cuss! B! I'm gonna have- B, I'm gonna have to tell on you! 
He said the drill battery was dying, but he hadn't quite broken off a large parentheses relative section of section he was working on. <clears throat> he set the useless drill aside and picked up a hammer and bullpen. He started wailing away at the hole created by the bit. After nearly ten solid minutes of hammering, he sat back against the rock, sweating and nearly out of breath. The bullpen was still protruding from the cave wall. He held the hammer toward me, inviting me to take a few swings. I held up my hand and shook my head. I had already been ready to exit this cave for quite a while now. He didn't press the issue, and without speaking, we both started gathering the gear we were going to take out. Once again, we stashed some of the tools in the passage. I was first to start toward the top of the cave. Several times I had to stop and wait for B. Not because he was moving slow. I was just more eager to get out. I was just more than eager to get out. Few times I have yeah, few times have I felt better than that night, stepping out into the chilly night air. The dark of cave. Yeah. The dark of cave, yeah. yeah. No, this is the dark of night. That is true, yeah. Yeah. Out of the dark of cave, into the dark of night. Yeah. <laughs> My journal talks about the rest of the evening, our dinner, our decision to get a motel and come back the next day, our lengthy discussion on the strange sounds we heard, another mediocre night's sleep. I cannot believe that we were so willing to get right back into the cave after hearing the scream. Part of the reason I went along with the idea was because B seemed so indifferent to any possible dangers. Even if it were an animal, which I did not believe, but could offer no better explanation. I'm so I'm so useful to read I'm so bleh, <laughs> useful. I'm so used to reading writing that is so much worse than this. <laughs> were we possibly putting ourselves in harm's way? In retrospect, I still have difficulty understanding our thought process at that time. We were just too eager to discover virgin cave passages. <laughs> now I think it can be summed up with one word. Testosterone. Dude's rock. Dude's rock. This really is dude's rock, like literally in so every way. This is so dude's rock. It, it's this strange. is dude's rock. <laughs> Ted, Ted, and, Ted and B are unproblematic uh, kings. <laughs> dude's rock. Dude's... Cave's uh, rock. Yeah, dudes with rock. Dudes, um, comma, rock. Dudes, um. comma, rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're on February 13th. Oh, day before Valentine's Day. Aw. They're going to have a little Valentine's... Yeah, they're going to have a little Valentine's date in the cave. Um, February 13th. It's amazing nothing, what a couple... Nothing more <laughs> romantic than two dudes in a tight hole. What's better than this? <laughs> it's amazing what a couple good meals and a little sleep can do for someone's attitude. Even though we still had memories of the strange, strange noise fresh on, in our minds, we relit our fire of enthusiasm. The other side of the passage seemed so close. We were sure this would be the day. We got to the cave and started to work our way down to the hole. Getting back into the darkness of the cave brought back the memories of the night before. The sight of the circle of rock illuminated by our headlamps, the smell of dirt in the air, the sound we made as we crawled across the rock... Once we reached the entrance to Floyd's tomb, however, we were once again ready to blaze the trail leading to an undiscovered part of the cave. We immediately noted the presence of the breeze blowing out of the hole and the rumbling. The bullpen sticking out of the, uh, the sticking out of its hole was an obvious sign of where we needed to begin work on the day. B took over where he'd left off the day before. I took up residence in the same spot I occupied the night before, even though I was already well rested and wanted to start work. B was making the hammer sing with each blow. After a mere two or three minutes, he let out a cheer. He turned to reveal a handful of rock that used to be attached to the cave. He was breathing heavy, but he had a big smile on his face. So did I. They're gonna kiss! They're gonna kiss! They're gonna celebrate! For the time, 
the strange noise had been forgotten, and the vision of success captured our attention. Click to see the size of the opening at this point. Yeah, it's bigger. It's bigger. Good job, bigger. Dude. Bigger than before. Be for bigger. Be for bigger! Uh, the lower left-hand corner of the hole had been giving us grief because of the thickness of the wall at that point. We felt that if we could just remove that corner, we might be on our way inside. B now held in his hand the crumbled remains of the corner. Our excitement consumed us as we examined the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I took the hammer and pounded away at the surface of the hole. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. The idea was to remove the jagged edges that would take their toll on my skin. The size looked right. Now the moment we had been working for. I cautiously approached the entrance to Floyd's tomb. I decided the best way to enter the small hole was to place one arm over my head, turn my head sideways, and slowly work my way in. Just wiggle into that hole, baby. Yeah, just wiggle in. Soon, I, I soon determined this was not going to work. The hole was small. Yeah. If I was going to make it in without widening this hole anymore, I was going to have to put both arms over my head in diving position, like a fucking dolphin. Hell yeah. Turn my head sideways and slip into the tomb. The width of the entrance was the limiting factor. The height was sufficient. The arms overhead position flared my shoulder blades out, but there was still room to get in. Plus, the arms overhead gave me the best squeeze side to side. Hell this yeah. sounds like it fucking sucks. I know, I, fu I want nothing to do with this. This is, this is a lot of what follows, basically, is his description of trying to get in, like, wiggle through. Yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly scarier than, like, some of the scary, <laughs> like, the horror parts. I fucking hate, do, I, I'm very claustrophobic. I, yesterday, I think, yesterday or the day before, I was watching some YouTube video about, like, fucking, I forget the kid's name, but he's, like, the kid who, like, went missing and then they found him, like, several years later in a chimney in an abandoned house. Do you know about this? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and, like, he got stuck in the like, their explanation was, like, he got stuck in the chimney, and I want to say it was him. He had, like, his arms outstretched, and that's, like, it's the same position that Ted's in right now, and I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ch -ch -ch in order to enter straight into the hole, I stood on my feet and bent over to get level with the entrance. My knees were bent, and the position was uncomfortable, sort of a semi-squatting position, bent at the waist with arms overhead. Plus, I had to slightly turn my upper torso to the left in a counterclockwise rotation to negotiate the angle of the entrance. Notice in the last photo that the entrance generally slopes up to the right. I got my arms through the entrance with minor scrapes. Next came my head. By keeping it turned sideways, I was able to get in, for the most part, up to my shoulders. When I got to my shoulders, I could feel the rocks touching all around my shoulders and chest. It was not stopping me, but I was definitely scraping many surfaces on my body. I decided to, to just push through, keeping my mind keeping in my mind that I was going to have to come back eventually. The pain was not was not too bad, and I was in. Well, my upper body was in. At least I could get a good idea of what the tomb was going to be like, and then we get the best picture in the yeah. entire. <laughs> uh, we get Ted ass. Um, Ted ass. <laughs> Ted's dusty ass uh, sticking out of the hole. It's fucking Winnie the Pooh. It's so good. It's really good. Uh, uh, that's that's a kink. Um, okay, it's yeah, stuck in wall. 
Stuck in a yeah. <laughs> stuck in cave. Stuck in um, cave. All right, here's your 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 big challenge. My big challenge. Uh, once inside the tomb, I had a few inches all around me in which to position my body. This was the largest part of the passage, and it was conveniently located right at the beginning of the crawl. That gave me a little room to get positioned to crawl further into the passage. Inside the tomb gave me a whole new outlook of what it was going to be like to crawl through. Even though this was the largest part of the crawl, it was still small. I could move my head around freely, but every direction that I turned, I was staring at a wall of solid rock. When I spoke to B, my voice sounded muffled, like I was talking in a small box. I could rest my chest on the passage floor, but the rocks were uncomfortable. I turned my head to look further ahead, but couldn't see past the wall of rocks I had built the day before. The squeeze toward the end of the passage was closer now, and appeared even narrower. I didn't know if I could squeeze through or not. I knew it would be close. I wanted to crawl further into the passage. First, however, I had to work to get some of the loose rocks that were lying on the passage floor out of my way. I was disappointed to find out that most of the rocks that looked loose were actually attached to the floor. I was hoping to be able to just scra scrape them out of the way. I had pushed the sledgehammer into the passage before me, so at this point I used it to push the rock quote-unquote wall we had made further back in the passage. Then I dragged the sledge back and forth across the floor to move any loose rocks or break up the solid ones. By sliding the head of the hammer under the squeeze, I determined that the narrowest part of the squeeze was about seven inches high. I figured we would have to do Ugh. some work before I could slip through. The entire time I had my head in the passage, B was just kicking back, listening to my descriptions and progress reports. At some point, he snapped the photo shown above. Thanks, B. Thanks, you fucking bitch. Thanks, Thanks for showing B. my ass to the world. Yeah. <laughs> Up to this point, the size of the passage was not too big of a deal. I was in an incredibly small passage, but only my upper body was in. And since it was the largest part of the passage my, and my arms could move freely, I was pretty calm. Then it was time for a push. This is just, this is rocky unbirthing and I fucking hate it. Yeah, craggy unbirthing. <laughs> I slid the sledgehammer up as far as I could reach. As my body filled the entire filled the entrance, I could not I could not slip the tool out, so it was easier to just push it ahead. In order to rotate my hips and to the proper angle to enter the hole, I had to lean my upper body on my forearms. Pleh, sorry, <laughs> forearms. Use my feet to climb <laughs> the wall outside the hole and slowly crawl into the hole. My hips barely fit. Once they clear. Ted's got those birthing hips. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't lie. <laughs> once they started, once they cleared the entrance, I could relax a bit and get in position to work towards the squeeze. I decided to try the one arm forward technique to get through. The passage was so narrow that whatever position I started with, I would have to stay with the whole through the entire length. <laughs> You're good. There was just no room. Oh, no, I'm just... That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's just no room to move around or change positions. I would I would also have to turn my head one way or another and keep it in the same position. This crawl was tight. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Woo! Okay. Moving forward at this part of the passage was relatively easy. <clears throat> I could use my forward arm, parentheses my left arm to pull, and my other arm to push. At the same time, I would wiggle my body, trying to arch as much as I could to keep my chest off the rocks. I tried both ways and determined that I would turn my head to the right. It felt the most comfortable. I began to learn things as I went. I determined that a small flashlight in one hand would be nice. Then I could shine it ahead and get a better idea of what I was about to crawl over. 
This was a difficult maneuver because I had to look overhead since my head was turned. It became immediately obvious that we were going to have to do some more work removing rocks from the passage floor. As I moved along the surface, I was constantly scraping my chest on the rocks. They were sharp and it was painful. Occasionally, I would cause a rock to slide along under my chest and actually wedge me between it and the top of the passage. No. <laughs> no. I would then have to back up and either try to move the rock to the side with my cheek using a sweeping motion with my hand or back back way out and move it with my forward hand. God, this is just, like, good. This is just good. This is it's good just good. This writing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the worst fucking part. It's just the claustrophobia of it. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. My little trip into the passage represented a major milestone into my caving career. When I began caving, I did not feel overly comfortable getting going through the tight spaces. Even in little, even the little squeeze at the beginning of this cave was an obstacle to overcome. By pushing myself and forcing myself to try the narrow passages, I have become much calmer about tight spaces. Still, this passage represented a new benchmark in small spaces. I had not been for faced with anything this small. I don't remember having to take my helmet off before now. With this passage, it is mandatory. As I mentioned before, not only do I have have to take off my helmet, but I have to turn my head to the side in order to fit. Yeah, this kind of tracks with a lot of like um like my dad knew uh some geologists from college. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went to college at uh, at the University of Virginia, or uh, uh-huh. no, Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, and uh, and so they would just go out into West Virginia and like crawl through like hundreds and hundreds of feet of just the tightest spaces you can imagine. Hell no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We got some mountains out this way. <laughs> yeah. Just there's a lot of karstic formations out in West Virginia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, Ugh. Really pretty, but also yeah. not. Yep. You gotta squeeze. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna stick to like visiting the caverns that are for tourists. Thank you mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. much. Uh, yeah. The journey into the tomb went like this. After I twisted my hips into the passage, I took a few minutes to stop and work out a game plan. Most of the length of my legs was still outside the entrance. They were just dangling in the air. Funny. The tomb was still big enough to move my head around and even move my arms freely into position. It was larger than the rest of the passage, but not by much. It was like sticking your head into a box. Everywhere I looked, there were rocks, and not too far from my head. Any sound I made was muffled and dead. The narrowest part of the passage was about ten feet in. At this point, I was about three and a half feet in. At about the four-foot mark, I would have to commit to whatever position I felt comfortable and stay that way until the twelve-foot mark, at which time the cave started opening up. God, twelve feet, Jesus. God, no. And, like, he's, like, all this work has barely made him in, like... Four feet. Uh. Ah. <laughs> nope. I went with my left arm forward and head turned to the right. B had given me a flashlight that I held in my left hand. As I inched forward, I would try to brush the loose rocks away with my left arm. This is somewhat successful, but there were a lot of rocks I missed or could not move. As mentioned, the first little bit of the crawl was moving along fairly quickly. Since there was little room above me to negotiate the passage... Since there was little room above me to negotiate the passage. A little room, not little. Sorry. Then the walls started to close in around me. I had had a few extra inches on each side of me, but the top of the crawl was getting very low. At about the seven foot mark, I could feel the top rubbing my back as I would, as I would arch. Another one and a half, another half foot, 
I couldn't arch anymore. I just had to, I had to just push ahead with my toes. Mm-mm. <laughs> to- Ted got them toes. Ted got the toes. And pull with my forward arm. I decided it would be a good time to see if I could back out. I tried and it was pretty easy. It gave me a lot more confidence. Still, I had B webbing, I had B tie webbing to my feet just in case he had to pull me out. Last shot before my feet were all in. Had uh, the webbing be tied. He's not showing feet. feet, contrary to his his caption. Yeah, here. no, he's no. Uh, he's just showing soles. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. The Ted's little. It's wild that he could fit in there. I know. Like, that's such a tight fit. Holy I shit. Know. God. My neck was starting to get sore from being cranked to the side. My head was getting heavy, but to rest it, the only option I had was to lay it down on the broken rocks. It was painful, but I did it frequently. I was staring at the wall to my right. It was a mere four to five inches from my face. Most of the time, I wasn't watching the wall. Either I had my eyes closed, which I sometimes do when I go through a tight spot, or the light wasn't shining in a direction that did me any good. It was very quiet in the tomb, other than my own breath. I was breathing heavy from the effort it took to move. Thankfully, the breeze breeze was present and cooled me off. By lifting my head and carefully touching the ceiling from time to time, I could gauge the size of the passage that my body would soon pass through. Much like a cat using it as whiskers to gauge an opening in a fence. At the seven and a half foot mark, I could tell things were about to get real tight. While lying in the darkness, in the passage deep within the cave, one is, one is in a unique position to ponder. A mountain literally resting on top of me, the entire earth lying below. One tiny movement of the earth, and I would cease to exist. Or worse, to recognize the fear shared by Floyd Collins as he lay there, trapped for days within the heart of Mother Earth, incapable of freeing himself from his earthen prison. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad, yeah. Pretty fucking bad. Oh, now he's gonna go even further. Okay, can't wait to read this. Picture yourself in my position. I'd rather not, but here we go, I guess. Yeah. Lying on your stomach, your left arm is extended over your head. Your right arm is at your side, having only a few uh-huh. inches in which to move. Yep. Your arms and hands are sore and bleeding from crawling slash pulling yourself across the broken yeah. rocks. Your entire body is resting on the rocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> your neck gets tired of holding your head off Ooh. the rocks, so you gently rest your cheek on the rock to rest. Mm-hmm. Once you start again, you have to push with your toes to scoot your body forward, sliding across the rocks. After moving a few inches, you are breathing hard and have to rest. As you inhale, you can feel your back pressing hard against the top of the squeeze. <laughs> it takes several minutes before you recover enough to press forward. The entire time you were lying there, you think about how you were going to get back out. And what if dot 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 question mark. Well, well that's pretty much what I was going through at, this, at that point in the passage. I decided this would be a good time to throw in a photo of the squeeze. The photo was actually taken on a different trip, but it shows how tight things were at this sorry, at that point in the passage. Notice my head turned to the side, not by choice, and you can see how I would rest my cheek on the rocks. You can see how difficult it is to look ahead of me. My arms are pinned to my side. I later determined that that would be the best position. There is virtually no space between the top of the passage and my back. Tight! Tight! Not for the claustrophobically inclined. You don't say! There's Ted. There he is! There he is! He's got- <laughs> is he wearing a Macho Man 
helmet head hat thing. What is yeah. that? It's, it's, it definitely. Yeah, that says Macho Man. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Ted, I love you. Dude's fucking rock. <laughs> Dude's rock. Man, Ted, that sucks. Oh, uh, I hate it. <laughs> That's, I mean, good lord. Jesus. I can't even imagine. Holy Mm-mm. shit. You will never catch this being me. Uh, when I reached the point where my back was rubbing and I could feel with my head the passage was not getting bigger, I knew I was most likely not going to get through. Still, I decided to give it one more push. If I had been in this position a year ago, I would have been in a state of panic, but not today! I was pretty pumped. It took a f- I took a few minutes to rest, then I went for it. I exhaled completely all of the air in my lungs. This caused my chest to collapse enough to scoot forward a few inches. No. Because it ta- no, absolutely not. Because it takes so much effort to scoot, I only went a few inches before I had to stop and breathe. As I inhaled, my chest pressed hard against the floor and yeah, my back like, against the top. Yeah. F- oh, yeah. I, uh, there's too much air in my lungs to fit through. Why don't I just push that out and not consider whether I can get it back in? Yeah. We're just... Let's just... We're, you know, we're living in the present. Yeah. It took a little longer to get my breath back. Unbelievably, I did it again. Exhale, scoot, rest. Again, only a few inches. Repeat. I took a few extra minutes to enjoy this position. Pinned in this small passage. Wow, I could not believe how relaxed I was. I tried one more time to exhale and scoot. My back was rubbing too much to continue. Despite the failed effort, I was psyched. I took several long... (laughs) I took several long minutes to lay there and recover from the effort. B had been encouraging me the entire time. It was fun to hear him cheer as he saw my shoes go deeper and deeper into the hole. Men supporting men. Men supporting men getting on birth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Backing out was not too difficult, but did take some work. I encountered the same obstacles as when I went in. After I wiggled my hips out of the hole, which took some time, I had trouble getting my shoulders out. Both arms were overhead at this point. My shirt was getting caught on the rocks, and my shoulders were brushing the sharp rocks. After struggling to find a good position, I gave up and just pulled my upper body out. Scrape! The shirt pull- My shirt pulled up over my head. And I would have some nice scrapes on my shoulders, but I didn't care. To me, this trip was a success. I pushed myself beyond what I thought was po- left. I pushed myself beyond what I thought was possible. <laughs> I kneeled at the entrance and looked into the narrow passage I had just been in. The rock wall was now. The rock wall was now at the eleven foot mark. I had pushed a little with my forward arm. The smallest point was at the nine foot mark. We were close. Between the work and the excitement, I was tired. I just sat on the rope bag, grinning. Woo! What a trip. What a trip. Our progress on the whole... Oh, they've got the the little progression! Oh, I love that. Yeah. The rest of the journal entry talks about the usual. Our climb out, dinner, trip home, etc. On our way home, we brainstormed and came up with some ideas that would help us get through. We both invented some tools to remove the rock on the floor deep within the passage. We were both very excited by this trip. I from pushing my limits in the cave, and B from his success in climbing out of the cave. This was the first time he was able to climb all the way out without the help of climbing devices, nor my help. It was a personal success that showed the progress he has made since his accident. Pretty cool! I remained amazed that we could so easily forget the terrifying moment we experienced just the day before. All had been forgotten, with the strange noise being blamed in our minds on some rational, harmless explanation. 
Uh, the next link is success, but we're going to call it there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come back to, to Ted and his, his boyfriend. B is for boyfriend. B um, is for boyfriend. <laughs> at a later date. On the next um, episode of Nana Roy's Nightmare and Masterpiece Theater. Hell yeah. Uh, for now, we got some questions. Oh. I love to get questions asked of me. Questions about caves. Let's answer our cave questions. Cave questions. Uh, if you have questions for the podcast, you can send them to me on Twitter at Nightmarinera underscore. So our first question, first question is from Stephen Moore, previous guest of the show, who asks, If you were trapped in a cave or under a big rock or something, what mm-hmm. body part would you eat to escape, and how successful would the movie about you be? Peebus. Hmm. Peebus. Peebus. <laughs> Peebus. Um, that'd Peebus. be probably a pretty successful movie about a man... Eating off his own penis. It would be pretty good, I think. I'd, People I'd, would be talking. Like, I'd have to remove my vertebrae to do that, so, like... Yeah, that'd be pretty, you know... I mean, I'm non-binary, but I'm not, I'm, I'm non-binary, so probably... Like, that's that's a pretty bold choice, and I yeah. think Hollywood's ready for that. Yeah, that's probably an indie flick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Like, obviously, like, I don't know, like, my... My middle finger or something. Ugh. I think like now was... for me. Hmm. Mm, no, go on. Yeah. Uh. I probably have to like. First off, it'd probably depend on how physically I'm trapped in there. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, also, mean, I, I personally, in my life, aim to structure my life in such a way. That I I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be put in a position where I'm trapped between two rocks or under a large rock. Yeah, I'm really trying to avoid that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want a 127 hours situation yeah. on my hands. And um, yeah, I take I take great pains not to put myself because like it's so easy to, to like all around you there are places that you could get stuck in and mm-hmm. uh, you can get I stuck resist- anywhere. I I don't know if this I don't know if anybody's asked a question that involves anything like this. Um but not too long ago I had a getting stuck in something incident. Mm. Um <laughs> so I was at work and I was in a little room and I needed to um I was by myself. I was in a little room like way at the back of the library. And I needed to, like, wipe something off with, like, one of those overhead wet wipes, right? And it's in, like, a tube. And it was a brand new tube, so I had to open it up. I took the little plastic cover thing off of it. Uh Uh-huh. And you're just supposed to, like, stick your finger in the hole and pull one out, right? Right. And then it just pulls the rest of them out. Oh, no. I got my finger stuck in it. Oh. And it would not come out. Oh, my God. If I tried to pull back out... It was incredibly painful. I couldn't yeah, stick it yeah. any further in. Yeah, I couldn't move it. You got, like, it. the little teeth, yeah. Uh-huh. So, oh, fuck. It was in the middle of a meeting, too. So it was, like, a Zoom meeting. So I had to tell everybody in the Zoom meeting, I gotta be right back. And I had to, like, go to the nearest mm. place where people were, where my coworkers were. And I was like, I need help. And I had this whole lid stuck on my finger. It's and like it you t- come with your hand stuck in the pickle jar. <laughs> exactly. I had, like, six of my coworkers trying to help me get it out. And eventually we got, like, we had to cut it off. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. yeah it was fucking awful. I still have, like, I have a little... 
screen. It just kind of looks like a paper cut on my finger, but like uh, it was. It took a couple of days for the swelling to go down. It was stuck in there really for like twenty five minutes. It was very bad. You know, yeah, you know, really suck getting huh. stuck between two of those rolling. Um, so you know, like your librarian, yeah, the the, the shelves that um like move. Oh so, god! Like, they stack on top of each other, and I know they have like pressure sensitivity or like like things that make it so that you can't move them when you're in there. Yeah, but the concept of getting stuck between two of those is is really unpleasant. Uh, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. There's oh god, there's this reminds me of Ted. There's like, um, so we have the the book drop, and it's like automated, and uh, ours is like super fancy and has like several outlets and like pipes and shit that it goes down because I work at the branch that also does like we're on the college campus so we do mm -hmm. the college's library which is separate from ours yeah. so we have like two different funnels for like public library books and uh the the college library books right. and from the like back book drop area you can see like one of the the entrance of like one of those pipes and it's kind of like up on a wall and it just like is a little opening with like a little ramp and i imagine getting stuck in there yeah that would be a don't real ted like situation it. it's a pretty ted situation for me the, um yeah yeah um but yeah which body part would i eat it's probably my titties i mean they're probably the least convenient yeah they're yeah, my pride and joy though so i wouldn't enjoy it something that i could yeah like I could, I could just, yeah, that's the problem is that, like, the parts that are maybe the least vital to me living a normal life mm -hmm. are, like, parts that I like. Exactly. <laughs> my appendix, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> One of my kidneys? Um, See, I already the, got my gallbladder taken out. I can't even get rid of that fucking oh, thing. God, that sucks. Um, I know. The, no, um, it's good that it's gone. Fuck that thing. Yeah, no, no, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> um, the, um, there, there was a Jeopardy contestant recently who told a story about having his face, getting his face stuck in the door of the bus. <laughs> oh my god. And just Jesus. keep having people on both sides be like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> god. Um, all right. All right. Uh, next question is from, uh, Philander Villainy Dandy at Dr. B Dandy, who asks, I think the Ted's aspect of this story threatens to be overlooked in favor of the caving aspect. Who is your favorite historical or current Ted? Jesus. That's... Tedward Anger. Yeah, Tedward Anger is very strong. Yeah. Um, I, 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 was, I, I read this before we started recording, and I, I'm i having a hard time coming up with, like, good Ted's. Yeah, there's literally one Ted I can think of, and it's Teddy Roosevelt, and he sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, um, like, the other Ted's I can think of are, like, Ted Bundy, Ted, Bundy, Ted, Cruz. Ted Cruz. None of them are fucking good. All of them are bad. You don't get famous Theodore if you're a nice person. I'm sorry all, to all our Theodore listeners, but you're bad. You're bad people. Yeah, Ted Nugent, um, bad. Ted, Ted Nugent, Dance bad. Ted I guess Danson, Ted- Ted Danson is the most okay, but he's- He did do blackface. He did do blackface, and also, like, you know, he's kind of an established Hollywood guy. Yeah. He's probably, he's, eh, I don't want to libel anybody. Yeah. Ted but, Kaczynski. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had a great uncle, Ted, and he was, he was 
he he was troubled, I'll say that. Um I think he died before I was born, but oh. yeah. Um Yeah, there's not not a whole lot. I mean, I guess like there's Ted the Bear that um the 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 uh the the Seth um uh, Seth MacFarlane yeah, Ted the funny comedy bear. Uh, Ted the funny comedy bear. Yeah, fuck. I was gonna say the do a fuck, do a fuck. Um, uh, I guess there's. I'm looking at famous Ted's. There's Ted, uh, Ted Allen, uh, host of um, Chopped. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's okay. He's sure. I'll go with him. Sure. Yeah. Given the other choices, <laughs> great. We got Ted Allen. Good. Chopped. <laughs> cool. Thanks, cool. Theodore. Thanks. Uh, excellent, excellent, illustrious I, I name. I think my favorite historical Ted is Ted Caveman. Probably! That's who it's gotta be. Yeah, he, dudes rock. Yeah, dudes rock, Ted Flintstone. Um, alright. Uh, next we have a question from, uh, at Casey Cosmos, who asks, uh, three questions, actually. Oh. One, what would you like to find in a cave? Oh. Two, uh, yeah. Or, or well, yeah. Let's let's take these one at a time. Okay. Um, a friend. Um. Yeah. A pair of titties. Definitely. And um, I want to see just some cool rock formations. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I expect to find in a cave, and that's what I like to go into a cave to to see. The secrets of socialism. Yeah. Um, I'd um, like to find three dudes looking at some shadows on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Or just some shadows on a wall that I can look at, you know? Yeah! The allegory of Ted's caving page. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Maybe they have not considered that perhaps I want the cave. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking... I was at work the other day, and I went into the children's room to do an hour in there, and, like, nobody else was there. I guess, like, my... Whoever I was relieving had, had left before then. But I got there, and I sit down at the desk, and there's a note written there that, like, I guess they had forgotten about, and it just said, the allegory of the cave. Yeah! <laughs> I was like, alright, yeah, sure. Sick. Sick, educate yourself. It's baby's first philosophy, you know? It works. <laughs> um, uh, okay, second question. Where do you think the cave, uh, where would you think the cave would lead to? Minecraft world? No. No. I don't want to be in Notch's world. Um, it's it's not I mean, just world. Like, we're Minecraft just living world in it. is fucking scary. <laughs> From like, what Minecraft I know, world has giant spiders and dudes and like green men that explode. D Minecraft world has hero Brian. We've already been over this. Yeah, I we did a wanna, whole episode of this. Yeah, I don't want to have my own personal uh, enemy. Um, yeah, I'd like it to lead into a world where Pokemon are real. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be good. I, I'd I, like that. I, I crawl out of the cave and I hear the Lavender Town theme and I'm like, yeah. 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 There are a lot of caves in Pokemon. Let me go into one yeah, of those yeah. caves. There's, yeah. There's some. Yeah, there's like Meteor Cave. Mount. Mount. Mount, Mount Moon. Mount Moon. I'll catch some fucking rock types. It's cool. Yeah. I like to do Geo it. Geodude's in there. Yeah. Oh, but don't run into to Gollum. He'll use self-destruct. Yeah, that's not... We don't like that. But his little brother? Wait. Sure. Yeah, I'll fuck with Pokemon <coughs> Cave. Hell yeah. Uh, and then the uh, 
Casey's last question. Ever been in an actual real world ca- real world cave or cavern? I have. Oh, it's sad. Um, so have I. I've been to what are the you're you're in Virginia. I've yeah. Been, the caves I've been to are in Virginia. Oh uh, yeah, I've been to yeah, I've been to Luray Caverns. Yeah, Luray Caverns are the ones yep. that I've been to as well. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a pretty area around there too. Like it hills. is, yeah. Yeah. They have a big there's a big rock structure in there that uh they use as a pipe organ. Yeah. My grandparents are out in Culpepper. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, so I, I, it's so fucking weird. Like, I listen to QAnon Anonymous a lot lately. Um, uh-huh. and they, they, Culpepper comes up so much. I think it's <laughs> mostly just because it's close to the capital. Um, mm-hmm. but it's weird hearing the name of that place because it's like, it's like a, a backwater. <laughs> I know. Anytime I hear about anywhere in Virginia, though, I go, Ugh, and I like, I, I do, I do pog stupidly. I point, um, yeah, I point at screen. Yeah, I go, I, I'm there. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's I, like when I found out that Grover House is, like, 22 minutes away from me. What the like I knew, fuck? Yeah, Grover, did I, oh, did you not see me posting about this? I didn't see that. Okay, That's so for insane. a very long time, so for a very long time, I knew that Grover House was in Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, but I was under the impression that it was in, like, uh, like, Franklin or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, like, Smithfield, which is, like, maybe t- not quite an hour away from me. Um, yeah. But not too long ago, uh, I had, <laughs> I took, I actually, this is very recently, I took a day off because I got my second dose of COVID hurting juice. Yeah, and great job. I got, yeah, I got a fever. Uh, so I was kind of delirious and I had nothing else to do. So I, I decided that my goal for the day was to find Grover House. Mm-hmm. So I hopped on my friend Google Earth and um or google maps and i like i I found somebody who would like cross-reference like the famous grover house photos with like a couple other things and they were still trying to find like the actual location of it but i found it um i have the google street view of it i have the address and it's literally like i could hop on the interstate and be there inside of 25 minutes that's wild like it it does make sense like once you know (laughs) it it does make sense that grover house is near hampton roads Oh yeah, of course um, it is because he's a military contractor. This is just this oh, is yeah, right. Yeah, this is this is a series of military bases masquerading as suburbs. Yeah, it, very doing a very poor job. Um, Terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting right there, you know, sitting there. And well, I'll censor yeah. that, but yeah. Yeah, could you censor? <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe. I fucking pog. Li- I don't want to grant <laughs> dox my grandparents. <laughs> Uh, I'll dox my own asshole the live long day. I don't give yeah. a shit. But uh, I couldn't fucking believe. So yeah, I am at some point over the summer. This summer, my goal is to actually drive past Make Grover House. I will do yeah. it. Yeah, the pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah, there's my screen caps of it. Yep. Great selfie material. Fucking incredible. I He's got the same it. car. <laughs> He's, oh my god, like the famous images of it from ages oh, ago. Sorry. Uh, you can see, you can see his, his, his vehicle. Um, oh my god. And you can see that he's got some, some stickers on it. And then the, the image from Google, he's added more stickers to it, but you can oh. see. <laughs> Thanks, Grover. Rules. Thank you, Grover. Thank you. You're, You're a piece of, of shit. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Where were um, we? Uh, yeah, where were they? Uh, okay, next question is from at the Lady Weaver on Twitter, who asks, what other hobbies have the most potential for a horror story? Ooh. 
Ooh. I mean, probably, you know, um, ghost hunting is a, probably a pretty strong contender. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, urbex, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Photography. I feel like you could- photo- Yeah. Definitely. Get a fatal frame situation going on. <laughs> I feel like you could turn just about any hobby into horror in some way. Yeah, like, if all of my gunpla came to life. <laughs> that would be pretty scary. That would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that too. I would be happy to die if all of my gunpla came to life and tried to kill me. <laughs> if kind they of came a- to life and were just nice, it would be kind of, it would be worse almost, because then I would have the responsibility for all these living creatures suddenly. Yeah. Or you could end up with a Small Soldiers 1998 film situation where they're they're I- doing war against each other. Yeah, I don't want to think about small soldiers. Yeah. T- rarely do people ever want to do that. Ugh. <sighs> um, but they're like, feed me flesh, Giga! And I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't keep doing this. I've, the neighbors are getting suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, like, I think the most effective hobbies for, or the, the hobbies that have the most potential for, like, effective horror are things where you go outside and do geocaching. things. Geocaching? Yeah, geocaching. <laughs> That's real life shit. <laughs> you find a hand. Um. <laughs> I mean, there were the people who found, like, a dead body. Yeah, while, while doing Pokemon Go. Yeah, or I was talking about the, the one where they... They found like a suitcase that had a cut up body in it, and they were oh using Randonautica. Yeah, Randonautica. De- yeah, Randonautica. One of the the last one is Randonautica dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Pretty fucking bad. Um. Um. Yeah. I'd like to see one about somebody just like documenting a like a dead mall. Yeah, yeah, that's the, like urbex stuff. Yeah, is, and is I don't pretty... even mean like I don't even mean like an abandoned mall that's closed. Just one that's like. In, uh, like, in use, but not... Yeah, right. no, I have one of those. It's by the movie theater. Uh, oh, yeah, we have one, too. I have one right up the street. I, I, actually, I go for walks around there sometimes if it's, like, too hot or if it's rainy and I want to, you know, not sit all day. Yeah, there's a huge mall that has no <coughs> traffic in, in Portland. Um, God. In, uh, it, it, yeah, it's uh, it's scary being in there. Yeah. Just because, like, unsettling. you see another person and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they were to murder me, no one would know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no one is going to find me in front of the former location of White House or White Horse <laughs> Levi's, Pub, yeah. Ports, yeah, Pembroke Mall. Um, next question is from Jasmine Marsh at Pidmon, who asks, "Have you uh, or y'all seen the Spelunker Horror: The Descent 2005?" Yeah. Uh, I have not, but I've absorbed enough of it from cultural osmosis to be aware it's, of it. It's good. It's real good. Um, I remember the trailers for it. It's so Like when they'd play them on TV. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, a realization of the horror that Ted's caving page has. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, I, I really like The Descent. I think it's a really good movie. Like, the set design is really phenomenal. Um, Hell yeah. Just, you like it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yes, I have seen the movie. It's good. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Next question is from Hungry uh, Rollins at Yano's Capovari. Uh, <sighs> fucking Yano's, who says, Who has abandoned well, what us. what a loser. Yeah, 
Well, what a loser. If the two of you were in Ted Caveman's cave, how would you have epically pwned all the spooky stuff Ted encounters? Parentheses, I actually have no idea what this story is about. Oh yeah, I'd just have busted through that cave wall, left a left a giga-shaped hole in the wall, and oh, hell just yeah. busted on through. Like, I'd just fuck- punch him. Yeah, like, fuck a, a wimpy little bitch. Yeah. Like, Ted. I, Come I on. Like, I don't like this, and I don't like talking about him like that. No. I, I like him. I like Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ted, Ted is Ted but he's is, a little he's a little like pussy beta soy boy cuck and <laughs> I would just drink my I would take my vape based my vape ingested <laughs> pre-workout and I would get into that cave and I'd bust on through and throttle whatever thing is waiting for me and making the loud noise on the other side <laughs> I would throw poison at it I would I, yeah I would spit poison from my poison glands <laughs> at, at, at the being and watched as it died from the potent neurotoxin stored within the my neck pouch. <laughs> as we would all. Yeah. You're a pussy if you don't do this. Um, next question. I would be question. Tetsuo the Iron Man and have a drill dick and just <laughs> drill on through. That's what Gurren Lagann is about. Yeah. Um, next question is from at Dish, Dish Mage, who asks... Yeah. If you happen to be pretty far in a cave system for whatever reason, what do you think is the scariest slash worst thing for you to hear while stuck in there? Uh, I know exactly what mine is, and it's... I just think you haven't been with the right guy! Oh my god. Fucking... Oh my god. The oh number no. of fucking times. Oh no! Almost <laughs> in the cave! Hey! I had a uh, fucking cable guy come out to fix our internet and say that oh to me one god. time. Oh my god, why is why does everyone think that fucking they should, you know, they need to have a say on uh, on how they think that your lesbianism is? Ugh. <laughs> uh, it's... God. <laughs> the, um... Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I think, like, quietly hearing, like, um... We got high, high hopes. <laughs> and I know that Mayor Pete is coming <laughs> into my life. It's going to be cut tragically short. That is where he lives. Yeah. Yeah. In our in our deepest in the deepest caves of our fears. Uh, high encounter rate for Mayor Pete in the caves. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, next question is from uh, at Prince Dorkface, who asks, If you were in a cave, what would you shout to hear the echo? Hmm. Um, you, you want the good girl, <laughs> but you need the bad pussy. Yes. Yeah, that's what I would shout. Yeah. Bad pussy, uh, pussy, uh, pussy, pussy. <laughs> It's pussy for me. Pussy, yeah, I would just do the entire pussy for me. Yeah, the entire thing. Yeah, you're gonna get at least some feedback on that. I think I like it. Bet you do. Uh, (laughs) I like it. Uh, Next question is from Sean at Antitractionist, friend of the show, who asks, "What if there wasn't a monster in the cave and he just forgot to post again after he had a normal experience?" I think that would be great. I I I think it'd be good. Like that pertains to parts that we didn't read this time, but yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that it would be like you know, like sometimes sometimes you just like you're part of like a community online or something, and like over time you just kind of like fade out, 
stop yeah. posting there. Yeah. It's not like you think about it. You just mm-hmm. it. And that's what happened with Ted. I'm sure, like, he just kind of went into the cave. Like, he's like, I'm going back in. And he went back in and he came out and he was like, well, nothing to post about really here. I should really, you know, the internet kind of sucks. Yeah. He moved on to better things. 9-11 happened and yeah. he immediately enlisted. Um, <laughs> Ted died at 9-11. Yeah. Ted, Ted, Ted was <laughs> fucking remember me. Ted was in... <laughs> Uh, Ted was in the, yeah, Ted was in the Twin Towers during 9-11, and he got hit directly by the plane. We haven't, we haven't gotten to the part in the, uh, in the, in his explorations where there's the photo of him having gotten through the cave, and he's in a big opening, and the plane is coming Mm -hmm. up behind him. Oh, no! (laughs) Ted, watch out! The unspoken victim. There is actually a fourth plane. (laughs) The underground plane. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's what the rumbling was. And the wind. Yeah! That's what it's been all along. He gets through and he sees a fucking plane. <laughs> he says, uh-oh. 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 Oh, no. Ted, Ted, Ted made a boo-boo. Ted made a boo-boo. Ted's picking a whole bouquet of oopsie-daisies. Um, Sean's next question is, what creepypastas do you think would be improved by the horror just being a chill guy who wants to hang out? Um, <laughs> most? Yeah. I would like, say most of them. I would say that, like, if Jeff the Killer was normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if... I- like any any creepy pasta where the main thing of it is like a fucked up guy. Yeah. If you just make that fucked up guy into a chill guy who wants to hang out. I, mean, I guess that's kind of the thesis for most of uh like creepy pasta fan fanon fan community. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, they want to hang that, out, they want to kiss and also they want to yeah, kill wanna, people. Yeah. Incidentally. Uh, and they have anime boy. Um Yeah, they have anime boy. They've gotten the anime boy disease. Yeah, they contract um, a severe case of anime boy. Ugh. <laughs> I've seen, I've, I see it so much in Final Fantasy fourteen. Catboys <laughs> up and down the road, nude. Uh, Did they find tra- creepypasta boys on the moon? Tragic, um, tragic. Tragic. Uh, God, I can't wait to talk about I can't wait to get Janos back on here so we can find out what the fuck is going on with Tiki Toby. Um, um, I'm gonna be on that episode, right? I think both of you are. Both uh, both of you have to. Man, I'm going to be a- on Nightmare and Error a lot over the next month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. Honorary co-host. Honorary um, co-host of the show, Giga. the game, but yep. still meaningful. Yeah. Uh, we got anything else? Uh, we have two more questions. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, this one comes in from Luna at Longtongued Bat, who asks... Cool. Yeah. If you had to replace caving with another fun activity, what would it be and how would it get spooky? Uh, uh, kind of similar to the last, to yeah. the one about, yeah. Um, but I would, I would replace caving with, um, rock climbing. And when you get hmm. over up onto a ledge, there's a bat there and it's like, nah. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, that happened in, in Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're like just so like it, it's this really effective jump scare where you're just kind of like grappling around the city, 
swinging, and then one time you're going through the Apple animation, and the, then, like, when you get to the ledge, there's Man-Bat, and he's on the ledge, and he screams at you. <laughs> and it's so fucking scary. God. And the worst part is, uh, it can happen, it, it doesn't happen again in the rest of the game, but if you play it on Halloween, it can happen again. Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be a good replacement hmm. for caving? What What do you think Ted could do instead of caving? Maybe scuba very... diving. Yeah, scuba diving's scary. Yeah. Like, I don't like it. I, I don't, yeah, I, that's, I never want to do that. I have no desire. I mean, that is, keep in mind that the one time I did go scuba diving, the, uh, my goggles, the seal on my goggles broke and my eyes were filled with salt water. A oh, fuck um, no, no. But Absolutely generally, not. generally, like scuba diving and seeing something bad is, mm-hmm. is very scary to me. It's like yeah. seeing a tentacle you're not supposed to. Oh yeah, no, I want nothing to do with that. I, I'll, I'll disclose a piece of Roy lore. Um, this is especially bad for me because, despite having lived basically all, almost thirty three years of my life in Virginia Beach. With easy access to the ocean, uh-huh. um, I've never learned how to like open my eyes underwater. Oh yeah, no, um, opening them um, in the sea is bad. Yeah, I don't want anything. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. No, like you shouldn't. Because, no, because like opening in the sea, you get salt in your eyes. Opening yeah um, on in a chlorinated pool, you get chlorine in your eyes. It's bad. Who would want to do this? But hubris. S- swimming is nice though. Swimming is perfectly fine. I like to do swimming. Yeah. Um, final question is from friend of the show, Colin at Pagetish. Uh, we're calling them in for this last one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They actually have several, but uh, I'm actually going to preface this with what they, because uh, their their account is private, so I ha- I can't see it on the actual my actual account. But um, <laughs> so they sent me a screen cap. But they also say, uh, me and all my camping friends were terrified from Ted the Caver. I remember when the last update hit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so Colin asks, how do you think rope tastes? If you were a kid in Appalachia who, who discovered this while backpacking, how much would this haunt you? Would you be scared of glow sticks? Would you avoid caving for a literal decade? What's the smell of opening a cavern into eldritch horror? Um, Um, I think, so quick fire. Rope? Yeah. Totally doesn't taste like much. I think rope. Yeah, it tastes like rope. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like I can, I can, I can taste what it tastes like, but yeah, it's nothing. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong and it's sweet. Huh? That could be possible. Maybe this is like a a, a test, a, a test to see if we yeah. actually know what rope tastes like. Yeah, I don't I know if Colin knows something that we don't to know what what rope tastes like. <laughs> I stay sticking rope in my mouth. Um, if I were a kid in Appalachia who discovered this while backpacking, how much would this haunt you? Probably a lot. Suck. It would suck yeah. a lot. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I were, you know, the 13-year-old or whatever I was when this came out, I would be scared of it. Like, this is scary to me as an adult. Yeah. It's 25 goddamn years old. Yeah, th- fucking, I'm gonna be 33 in under two months. Fuck this. Yeah. Uh, would you be scared of glow sticks? Haven't gotten to, po- to the part where that's relevant, but I'm pr- I probably will be. 
Um, uh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> oh, boy. Would you avoid caving for a literal decade? Probably yes. more. I, I've, um, I've avoided caving my entire life, and I'm not going to stop now. <laughs> yeah. What's the smell of opening a cavern into eldritch horror? Um, probably, like, um... Bad? Yeah, kind Tinky? of... Tinky? Like, probably, like, sweet in that corpsey way. Like, oh, the, ew, the yeah. smell of sweet death. Uh, yeah. Ugh. It, uh... Uh-oh, stinky. Uh-oh, Is stinky. what I'm gonna say. Yeah, like uh-oh, stinky. Sweet, rotting smell. Yeah. Sweet, rotting smell of a funny monkey. Um... Those were our questions, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's all the questions. Wow. So, yeah, um, we'll go into the, Ted, we will, we will come back to you, Ted. We will see you again. This is not the last you've seen of us. Um, so I'll go into the, the, the cleanup shit. Get up out of here. Um, so Nanaroy's Nightmare and Era, also me in general, I'm Patreon, uh, if I get to, it's patreon.com slash Nanaroy, if we get to $150 a month, which I need because I'm broke, um, and once again, the city has told me to go fuck myself, so I'm still not getting full-time anytime soon, um, if I get $150 a month, I'll start an SCP podcast, that should be good and fun, um, thank you to everybody in my, uh, 10 or my five and ten dollar tiers uh antigone progany dan mike dawson silva eddie and brooks big fat bunt dr b dandy tuster mcgee christina lore morgue haunting the morgue and cassidy thank you so much we love them we love them uh thank you also noisepace.xyz uh podcast network home of a lot of good podcasts best best, best network on the world best network only such network, as, as far as I yeah, care. Such as such as the much the critically acclaimed zero to zero. <laughs> the critically uh, acclaimed zero to zero. Coming to coming back this week of recording. Um, I'm so fucking hyped. I'm I've I've watched the first forty three minutes of Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition. Hell it's, yes. Uh, more dog shit than I could <laughs> possibly imagined. Um, God, I can't wait. It's so bad. <laughs> can't wait uh you can also find my other podcast podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses where me and my fiance talk about the chinese media property moda zushi yeah um, you can hell you yeah. can watch it on netflix now it's called something weird oh that's the that's the that's the live action one that yeah, we do live action one yeah that's the one that everybody got into it through but we've been on this shit since before that yeah, even yeah dropped, i know so. i know yeah uh, but like um, now i'm on i'm all like yeah, Modao Zushi. You can watch that. Uh-huh. It's called, like, The Untamed. Yep. It sure is. Is that, is. Is uh, that it? I always forget. Yeah, it, yeah, that's it's The Untamed. Uh, the an- the animated series, however, just yes, dropped the, the, th- the another trailer for the third season, so we're going to be talking about that pretty the, soon. The Donghua. Yeah, I'm fucking excited for it. Yeah, um, me too. Hell yeah. You can also find me, Roy, at uh, on Twitter, at underscore Benui underscore. I have a website you can go to to see my art and whatever my shit, uh, RoyHub.card.co. Yeah, find her there. Find me there. Giga. Giga. You can find Giga, me, at yeah. Gigalithic on Twitter. Um, you can find the art I did in a game called Paradise Killer or on the face of several podcasts, including Kyle XY. And, Hell yes. Um, an episode of Pot of Greed. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm on zero to zero, as I said before. Um, so good. I don't know if I actually said that I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have now. Yeah, I'm on that. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. To it. Um. 
I don't think that's, that's all I got. All right. Um. So next time, we're starting Jeff July. Ooh. Don't forget, fucking Jeff July, whole month of Jeff. Whole month of Jeff, it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. I'm so excited I hate for Jeff that July. <laughs> and you will be on for, for one of them. I know, I will. So you'll be back soon. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh we're gonna talk we're gonna hopefully we'll find out why his brother's name is Liu. I I don't think we ever will. <laughs> I don't I think, think we will. <laughs> I think the mysteries of Liu are are are, are, are are like tears in rain washed away <laughs> never to be found but we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll we'll see research and um investigative journalism uh-huh we'll do our due our due to diligence yes. um so before we say goodbye can i get a that's a scary meatball in a funny italian accent that's a scary fuck yes all right folks super scary Super scary. Bye.